Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 59 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, and I am here, as always, with my good friend, Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. Nice to talk to you again. I know. It doesn't seem like we had a break to anyone else, but to us, it's been forever. So behind the scenes, we've had a good three and a half weeks recording hiatus, So, which brings us to today's topic, which is Midsummer Miscellany and an update on our vacations. So if you're joining us for the first time, this will be like like sitting down and listening to us chit-chat, which is what we do every week, but maybe a little more today than normal. I almost feel a little guilty that this is sort of an excuse for us to just catch up. Oh, because nobody else knows we've been gone. Hanging out with each other (laughs) (laughs) and people listening. Hopefully Um, we'll be able to add some value at some point. Yes, there will be. We just don't know what that value will be yet. It is yet to be. It's always a mystery. It's yet to come. Um, So we're going to talk about the travels we've both been doing. Coincidentally, we both were on vacation for almost the exact amount of time, very different types of trips. So we will catch up about that. We'll talk a little bit about what's coming up for us the rest of the summer and for the podcast coming up. Um, And if you are a new listener, welcome. And I will say to head over to themomhour.com. And um, we have some great, much more practical, actually filled with useful tips, episodes about summer and summer travel that I will link to in the show notes for this episode. So if you're brand new, go to themomhour.com. This is episode 59. And I'll include a bunch of links because we've talked about summer travel. We've talked about free range parenting in the summer. We've talked about how we get organized for the summer. So in case it sounds like we have nothing um, to offer, no practical <laughs> tips to offer today. We might have, I mean, we, we have at least one per episode, I'm, I'm going to say. I can guarantee right now that you will get something out of this episode if you just stay with us. Just stay with us. (laughs) All right. Um, So I can't wait to hear about your big road trip. Should we start there? Can you let everyone know? Remind us if people didn't listen to when you talked about going on this trip, what you did. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, we went on a trip. Our final destination was Yellowstone, um, but we took a long time getting out there and made some stops along the way. We have family in Iowa and uh, Minnesota, so we kind of saw one on the way out, one on the way back. Um, and along the way, we also stayed in just a variety of different towns across the middle, middle west. And we wound up in Wyoming for the majority of the trip. We stayed in a, a cabin in the mountains in Wyoming with a friend of ours. It's a family cabin for three days. Okay. And then we stayed in a teepee for three days in Wyoming. Um, we have to put <laughs> yeah. that picture up on the that show John notes took. that John took. First of all, I'm a little bit of like a photography hobbyist. So I'm obsessed with some of John's trickery. But like the like the starry night with the teepee was like national geographic it's amazing john John, if you're listening john edits our podcast john i'm giving you major photo i'll tell him to listen i'll tell him to listen in at three at precisely 4 30 4 30 complimented your photo he's currently Uh, recovering from wisdom tooth uh, surgery and is is not enjoying life right now so he'll be very happy to have the yeah that picture was amazing and this is a legit tp people yes like a real tp yes so tell me more about that explain the tp so it's basically it's the place was called Big Quiet Camping. We found them on Airbnb. Okay. Um, it's basically just it's an organic ranch. Okay. And at some point in this field, this guy put a bunch of tents and teepees and started renting them out. So I mean, it's that's kind of what it is. It's like a little camp. It's camping. Okay. Um, we had you know ours was big enough for. They told us we could probably fit our whole family. Then we got there and the guy was like, nap. So he put the teenagers in a tent by themselves. Okay. And us and the three younger kids were in one. And okay. um, they also had like a sheep herder's wagon and like a really cool little hut you could stay in. But those were booked when we were there. So okay. um, we were, you know, it was five of us in a teepee with little cots. And we um, showered in a teepee that was all rigged up with hot water. Wow. And there was like a little camp area that was kind of marked off by hay bales. And in the morning, the guy made a breakfast for us and everything else. It was cool. I liked it. It was, it was a little, I'm glad we had stuff to do during the day because yeah. now in retrospect, like it was hot and it, there was zero shade because it was a right. plainsy area. Yes. Um, there was a mountain in the background, but I mean, there was no trees really. And right. so had we decided to just hang out there for a day, I really, I don't know what we would have done. I don't right. think we would have had much fun. Um, we were playing board games and the kids were playing on the hay bales and stuff. And we went for a horseback ride, but that was at sunset. Okay. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was really fun too. I took, it was me, William, Clara, and Owen all went on horseback, like a lead horseback ride. And we saw a rattlesnake. Ooh. Our guide, who was like a real legit cowboy, jumped off his horse and was like, oh, wait up, y'all. And then he looks over and said, oh, there's a little rattler. I was like, what, what? <laughs> A what? Yeah, because so, the horses could get spooked, right? Right. It was a yeah. little guy. They said that in this area they don't get very they don't get that big, but still, I mean, it was making that sound. It was crazy. I've never yeah. seen one. Um, I haven't either, and I've lived where they have rattlesnakes almost my entire life, with the exception of my Chicago years. But I've still never seen one. So, yeah, in Michigan, I mean, we don't really have scary snakes here that I know of. I, I yeah, I never see them. Or or like wildlife here is just I mean, except for the bears and stuff. You know, the stuff you see in your yard typically. Is more nuisance than anything else. So, so that was awesome. Um, we did go to Yellowstone, but just because we couldn't, you know, by the time we started booking stuff, like everything in Yellowstone or right around Yellowstone was pretty booked up. Okay. So we ended up like about an hour away, and then our the guy the um, the guy who owned the place that we stayed gave us this kind of back way to get in so that we wouldn't have to deal with as many crowds. Okay. So that was awesome, but it took I'm us all like about the, three oh, hours longer. to get 
yeah, to get into the park, you know, because we went okay. like north and then we went through this huge mountain pass um, and came down. So that was just a long day of driving. We really just drove and stopped a lot and got out and looked at stuff and then got back in. And yeah. it was great up until we were like between, I don't know if you've ever been there, but between um, Mammoth, Hot Springs and um, Old Faithful, that must be the most popular little jag okay. in the park. And that's when it became really congested. So then okay. we're just like, you know, we didn't ever go to Old Faithful, but... I kind of felt like it was all so ridiculously beautiful that I didn't yeah. really care if we saw the thing everyone else was going to see. We saw the Prismatic Springs. Um, those okay. were super cool. Like kind of this, I don't really, it's some kind of deposit under the water okay. or maybe on the crust of the of the earth or something. And it makes the water, and it's somehow the hot springs um, create this, and it makes the water all these different colors. I have a okay. picture of that too that I'll share. Oh, yeah. I think maybe John I don't think I saw really that really good picture. one of that. Um, oh, that's really see. cool. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, um, so that that was like a 14-hour day, but it was great. I mean, we stopped a lot. We stopped in this one area in the mountain coming in. So we weren't in Yellowstone yet, but we were coming through the mountain. And we stopped and climbed up to the top of this, you know, this hill because there was a patch of snow. And the kids really wanted to play oh. in this patch of snow. Well, we were like at 11,000 feet at wow. this point, elevation. And so we all start booking up this hill. And Pass out. We all start slowing down. And the kids all made it to the Claire's like, I don't think my little body can handle this. But we made it. We got some cool pictures. We came back down. It was really fun. And then, so anyway, then we ended up staying in a, in a and I said we, we saw Grizzly. We saw a Grizzly Bear oh, and their really? baby on the way out. Yep. That nice. was great. And then we ended up in this cabin, and the cabin, there was no Wi-Fi. There was no internet or cell or anything. And so it was really nice. I mean, at first I was really anxious. I've never really been off the grid to that extent. Mm -hmm. um, but I had all my work taken care of, and I knew mm -hmm. I wasn't going to have anything like that to deal with. Um, so after like an hour, I kind of got over the, the urge to check my phone, yeah. and I just left it someplace in my purse or yeah. whatever. And we played board games, and... Um, oh, this is another really cool thing we did. Um, John ordered this sapphire gravel. Okay, so there's like a sapphire mine somewhere in the U.S., and I can put a link to this as okay. well, where you can order – I mean, it basically looks like a kitty litter – like a reused kitty litter jar okay. jug of gravel that has sapphires in it. Okay. Um, so you just get to kind of like, you know, pan Fine. for them yourself. Yeah. And so we got a screen from – Ace Hardware, and okay. then we just kind of put it over this big basin of water, and we and we went, you know, panning for sapphires, and we found a ton of them. It was super That's fun. That's cool. Yeah. That's really so, cool. And we hiked around there and went and swam in a really oh, – did you see the picture of William swimming in the lake? It was another yes. one of John's. Yes. yes. So we'll share some of those pictures. It was great. It was really great. Well, I love I really love great seeing vacation. Your, I love seeing your pictures. I do want to hear more about, like, car – like, functionally, how did car time with seven people – in yeah. the car and kids of all those ages like you don't have the little kid problems anymore um newer listeners you know your kids are seven to 18 right but you still have a variety of musical tastes like how how yeah. did it work was there times when everybody's chit-chatting or was everybody like in their own headphones I will say I mean we were pretty lenient about everyone just using their um oh yeah their different devices most of the time the the exceptions were when we were in Yellowstone no one was allowed to use anything it's like okay. hey you know we we drove all the way to like <laughs> we got 3,000 miles or something ridiculous like that to get out here so everyone put your stuff away um and there was a couple other exceptions when we were just talking we listened to audiobooks um okay. we actually listened to The Martian which does have some language but oh. nothing else I mean besides some f-bombs there was which I admit I occasionally drop around the house right. um <laughs> There was nothing really nothing. I haven't heard before. Yeah. There was nothing really objectionable about it. Um, okay. 
So we listened to that, and Clara was bored by that anyway, and she put her earphones in, headphones in, and did her own thing. Everybody else listened. And we listened to the Star Wars um, that there was like an there was like a made for radio. I think it was for public radio dramatization oh. of the Star Wars books, which came oh. out in the seventies. I want to say maybe we, after the movies were already written. We have the Star Wars books. Brian actually got them okay. at a used bookstore, so I know the books. So that would make sense if they're yeah. an audio version. So Ooh. I'm not a huge Star Wars geek. I mean, I know the storyline. I'm an Empire Strikes Back fan. That's my favorite one. But my kids and John are know really know the canon, yeah. as they call it. So do mine. And yeah. so Same. they loved it because there was all new content. It's all new. It's lots of new stuff. The voice actors are mostly different. So Mark Hamill okay. was the same, but I want to say almost every other lead character was played by someone else. And I really thought Mark Hamill was a much better voice actor okay. than regular actor, screen actor. I really actually very much enjoyed listening to the, sh- the okay. movie, which... I don't know. I'm not going to say it bores me. I'm just not that into it. I really enjoyed listening yeah. to it. Um, oh, that's it was fun. Really great. <laughs> and it was hours and hours and hours of content. So I'll ask John to, I don't know where he got it from. I'm, I'm okay. sure it's streaming somewhere online. You can download it. Um, but we can link to that as well. And that's, you know, just good, clean fun. And everyone was listening. And that got us a lot. That bought us a lot of time. There was also time when I didn't even want the radio on. I just yeah. feel like, guys, can we just have silence? And, yeah. and then we did that. Um, now, one interesting thing, I, you know, I think I may have even Instagrammed this early in the trip. When I had little kids, I was a subscriber to the idea that it's okay to take a while to get someplace because you got little kids and, you know, maybe all you can expect to get out of them is a four or five hour stretch in the car and that's okay. You know, the mm-hmm. hotel pool is great for that. Um, now with older kids, I kind of wish we'd just gotten there sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Especially so you wish because, you would have done like eight or I nine wish hour we days. Yeah. Yeah. Not every day, but I wish we'd done right. more of those on the way out. Mm-hmm. because we did a lot of them on the way back. The way, the way back was like basically three long days, and it was okay. fine. I mean, by the time you put in five hours, you might as well put in two more. Right. Um, and because we ended up – we were driving across like Iowa and South Dakota, there's long stretches where there just isn't anything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing. Yeah. And so we had to kind of do a lot of um, rerouting just to mm-hmm. find places to stay and eat, and I think we actually spent a lot more money than we would have mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah. which – is good, you know, in retrospect, is good to know. Also, it's a hassle to pack and unpack the yes. car yeah. that many times. And we kind of had a system for that, but even with the system, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I was doing laundry at lots of different places, and that meant we had to get everything out, and it just, right. you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I guess if I had one piece of advice, it would be um, if your kids are older, consider, even if your kids yeah. are young, consider adding that extra hour to yeah. maybe drive a little later yeah. um, if that doesn't screw up their sleep schedules too much. I know some kids can be taken from the car into the right. hotel and stay asleep and some can't. So Or get up super early. I know you guys are super early. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. 
Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. But like I'm, as you're talking, I'm remembering the only long road trips we did when I was growing up was Southern California to Oregon because all of our family was in Oregon and it's you know, it's either like two eight hour days or one 16 hour marathon. And we never did any, any less than that. We like, I, and my dad and I are kind of the same. It's like, let's just get there. Let's get let's in and get drive there. for yeah. as long as we can. So we would either do two, eight, you know, two eight hour days, or even sometimes we would do like the marathon 16 hour, like overnight or all day. So I don't think I ever got any four hour road trips when I was growing and, up. You know, I also have to say, like, I i mean, it sounds terrible, but kids today are kind of used to sitting for long periods of time yeah. and looking at stuff. Like, I yeah. could never read in the car as a kid because it made me really car sick. And I had a lot, I did a lot of driving with my, um, because my parents divorced and they lived like nine hours apart. So I right. spent a lot of time in the car yeah. going back and forth. And it was torture because there was, I couldn't read. Yeah, that would be really I couldn't do hard. anything. Um, and my, you know, my, in those days, the kids didn't get, I don't know about your family, but in those no. days, the kids in my family did not get to have control Devices. over what was on the radio right. well or what was on the radio we didn't get right. a say really right. it was like no i'm you know my dad's like i'm driving i say right. i'm a little more i don't know democratic about that now but yeah um so the kids though you know they're, they're kind of used to it i will say you know jacob who is 18 and has graduated and was a real trooper about even going in the first place because i mm-hmm. he, there was graduation parties and other stuff mm-hmm. he kind of wanted to be doing so john and my john and i just had this our whole thing was let's just humor him. You know, he's coming yeah. on this trip. Mm-hmm. He realizes this might be the last time he does something like mm-hmm. this with all the siblings. Um, mm-hmm. But let's just kind of humor him. So he kind of wanted to stop and have coffee. Like every time there was a gas station, he'd want to get out and get a coffee. And so we're like, okay, whatever. If yeah. it takes us an extra two hours yeah. to get there because we're stopping not only to get the coffee, but now he has to pee because he got the coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, so as long as we, we just built in a lot of stretching and a lot of time to, you know, and, and also a lot of times to like talk about the scenery and what we were seeing and, yeah. and how different it is from where we are at home. And so I think that was really eye opening for them too, is that, you know, the whole world doesn't, they've only really been East coasty. They haven't really yeah. been out West. So um, I love you know, that. Midwest and East coast. So yeah. 
So I that was a very long-winded way. Do you have another, do you no. have, do you have other questions, Sarah? I, Anything well, I else I can answer? You if, you, if you read any books or magazines or like any, any, if you had any leisure time activities yourself. Um, you know, I forgot to charge my Kindle before I left. <laughs> and no, I was tired every time I went to, every yeah. night that I went to bed, I was tired. And then when I was at the cabin, I played the game Catan. Okay. Um, and we taught our kids how to play Euchre. Okay. And we did that from like morning. No, I take that back. There was an Ernest, uh, Ernest Hemingway book at the cabin. The sun also oh. rises. I read that. I've never I've read that. that. I wanted to. It's I think good. I even started it once. Is it I good? I like Hemingway. It was great. And it was a perfect book for, we had a day where it hailed most of the day. Mm-hmm. It was kind of crazy. And I just sat in an easy chair and read all I day. And it was the kind of place where, you know, you can't really, I mean, it was truly a rustic cabin. Like you couldn't, everything's running the generator. So you can't really run the lights for very long. Right. Right. And that kind of thing. So, um, you know, even reading was kind of like the light had to be just right. Yeah. <laughs> but this was the time of day when the light was just right. And yeah, that was great. But I no, I didn't do a whole lot of reading. I did a lot of just hanging out with the kids. And that was the nice thing. You know, everybody just really came together and had so much fun together. And even the kids, when we weren't hanging out with them, the boys all stayed up later than us and Aww. played cards and played Catan. And they all started playing poker and it was really I love it was it. nice. You it's guys will remember that. That'll that'll be one for the books. Yes, absolutely. Trip. So I definitely recommend like if you can go someplace where you're sort of forced to to um to like detox, mm-hmm. <laughs> from, unplug. Yeah, to unplug and, and where that's kind of like not just a wouldn't it be nice to, but you can't help it but mm-hmm. do that. It's it really helps because you don't you don't have any choice and you, you can't be like even a couple times I'm like oh man I really should have taken care of this or that email but I thought well. There's not, literally nothing I can do, so right. I might as well not even think about it. Yeah. Well, that was nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what about you? Well, yeah. So in the time you had your big trip, we had one bigger trip and one little trip, and we were home for literally 24 hours in between. So we went up to Lake Tahoe area. My parents, um, they don't have their own house, but they share a vacation home up there. Okay. Um, and it's so beautiful up there just in terms of, of natural beauty. It's so pretty. Um, we go about every other year, the kids and I fly up just us and it's amazing. I know I'm a broken record on this, but two years ago, Violet was 18 months, which is pretty much bullseye in terms of like the worst time to fly with a toddler, I think. Um, and now she's three and a half. And such a difference. I mean, last time I remember having to really gear up mentally to fly by myself with all three kids. It's not a very long flight. But those of you who've flown with young kids know that the flight is just one piece of the puzzle. It's the security and the baggage claim and checking car seats and And dealing with the airport. Yeah. And having three kids to one adult. You know, know, even bathroom trips if your kids are young, you know. So this two-year difference in my kids' Can I ages. ask you something really quick? Mm-hmm. That just raises yeah. a question. What do you yeah. do if one kid has to use the bathroom on a on plane? A, on a plane? So Allegra, I would send by herself. She's eight. Yeah. I can see her walk down the hall. And right, she, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't bother me. No. Reed, I would probably, is just turned six. He's a young six. Um, and I would probably get up with Violet and walk him part of the way and make sure yeah. he kind of knew how, how the lock worked and all that. Yeah. And Violet, I have gone in there with her, which she's not how do you, tiny I mean, anymore. You can both Well, and those it. bathroom, those bathroom yeah. airlines, I mean, they're, or the bathrooms they're on so airlines small. are tiny. 
Yeah, I can barely you know move around in there just on my own. Okay, yeah. Well, I just so, had to ask. I mean, she's. I wonder if you could ask if like if you were really stuck and had like twins or something. I wonder mm-hmm. if you could ask one of the flight attendants to like watch your kid for you. I mean, the I, other one, the one that's sitting. Yes, and I have left like I I've probably left a four year old sitting if I felt like the people around and if they've got their headphones in and their yeah. iPad or whatever. They can't go anywhere. Yeah, I probably yeah, can't exactly. jump off the plane. I, I wouldn't leave a wily toddler, but any right. like probably from four on I would leave to walk but yeah anyway so way easier at these ages to fly with all three um and then yeah so some of I guess some of our highlights is um my older two kids especially are just at the age where they're forming really fun relationships with my brother was there the whole time and he's not married and no kids yet so he's like the cool single uncle And they've always loved him and he, you know, he does great with the kids, but I feel like the older two are at an age where they're really starting to build their own like uncle relationships and they'd play, they played risk with him and they went golfing with him. And, and for the first time, it didn't feel like I was pawning my kids off on my brother, you know, because my husband wasn't there a lot of the time. It was me and then my family. And I didn't feel like I was like, Hey, can you keep the kids busy while I, you know, make lunch or whatever? I felt like they, they genuinely were enjoying each other. Um, and it was really fun to see, especially the older two, kind of develop those other family relationships because we don't live in the same town as extended family. So it's these types of trips where they get those uncle and different kinds of relationships. So that was really fun. Um, I did find myself with like awkward pockets of leisure time. And what I mean is that it's getting easier to have the kids just run and play or play a board game by themselves or you know, run around outside. And I kind of am not there yet where I remember that, oh, I might actually be able to sit down and put my feet up and read a magazine or, um, so I wasn't always prepared. So, you know, and Violet still needs me a lot of the time. She's three. Um, but sometimes she'd be off running with the big kids. And if I could see them from afar running around, the house is kind of on a putting golf course. It's a golf community. So it's, so they can run out on the putting green. And as long as nobody's like playing a serious putting game through, it's like, they just run free out there. And, you know, I'd find myself being like, oh, I could, what should I do? Like, I, I, do I don't something. have a book. And then there's that, you know, that like, but it's not spinning your wheels time. a little bit. Yes, it, exactly. Yes. But, you know, with a three-year-old, it's not enough time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out an involved project or start to, you know, write an article or something. It's, that was like these unpredictable pockets of time. So a little preview into, you know, vacations as they get older, but still yeah. having, you know, a crying three-year-old who fell and scraped her knee or whatever. Oh. So, um, but yeah, I, I was going to mention a few things that we either watched or listened to also. Um, yeah. Have you, are you familiar with the Michael Pollan documentary Cooked on Netflix? I know you've, have you? Mm, I, I feel like maybe I just, yeah, I feel like I saw okay. one episode of that. Okay. So it's, it's only four episodes and okay. I actually have not read any of Michael Pollan's books. I know he's a huge bestseller. Um, Omnivore's Dilemma, I think is probably the most yeah, famous. I read that in the, um, there's another one that, that was quite good. Okay. So I actually didn't, I, other than knowing he was famous, I didn't know a lot about him and I didn't really know a lot about this documentary, but I had heard it was good. And it's a great crowd pleaser. If you're like on these types of vacations where you have, like, cause we sit down with my parents and my brother and my husband and like, we're like, well, let's watch something after the kids are in bed. And no, we talk for 45 minutes and no one can agree. It's not like we're fighting. We just can't find <laughs> something that like, right. so this was a great, um, 
pleaser. It's four one-hour episodes, and it's sort of like cultural history, cultural anthropology about cooking and food. Doesn't take a particular like nutrition slant, which I thought it was more going to be like an expose, kind of like those other yeah. documentaries, like exposing the evils of fast food or whatever. And you know, there's some things to be taken from it, but I, I, I found it not dogmatic in that way, or not, um, not like not pushing any kind of an agenda except exploring like the history and cultural significance of food, but specifically cooking and ways of cooking. So, so is this the one where it starts? Like, I think I saw one about fire and yes, it started fire. with like, this tribal yes. sort of community. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Just want yeah. to make sure we're talking about the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fire, water, air, and earth. Um, and so that w- that's a really, it's a really fun one if you have, and I would think it would be a- appropriate for older kids too, who were, you know, who wouldn't be bored. Um, so just, yeah, just kind of an easy one. And with four one hour episodes, you could do it over, you know, a week if you were on vacation. So I don't know, that was a good one for us. We finally solved the problem of what we were going to watch. Um, my kids got really into on Netflix. Um, you know how before Disney and Pixar movies, they have those five minute short films. Some of them yeah. are better than others, yeah. but then every once in a while they compile them into a two hour, hour and a half, like whatever DVD. It's not, a, mm-hmm. it's on Netflix. So, um, it is just a whole bunch of five to seven minute short films in a row. And some of them, my kids had seen, like one of them aired before big hero six that they remembered. And, but some of them they hadn't seen. And most of them are really funny. Some of them are not, but that was another huge crowd pleaser, even the adults, because they're all really short. Sometimes they'd sit and watch all of them in a row. Sometimes they'd just sit and want one or two. So that was a good, that was a good find on Netflix. I'll link to that. But if you, if you search Disney shorts on Netflix, it comes up. Haven't Uh, some of those shorts then gone on to become like full length movies? Well, I maybe like, I feel like Up might have started as a short, for example. Oh, that's, I could that's be wrong. possible. And then sometimes they make shorts after a movie. So there's a couple Frozen oh. spinoff ones and a Tangled one. Actually, the funniest one, the one that we were all rolling laughing, was after Tangled. So it's it's using the characters and the premise of the movie Tangled, but it's its own standalone short. Um, there are a couple that are, I will just give fair warning, there are a couple that are a little heavy or sad. There's one version of The Little Match Girl, which if you know that, yeah. original story yeah. it does not end well no it does not maybe they disney changed it so no. no it's real i remember bad. reading that story as a kid and yeah. getting to the end and then starting over and being like wait did i read that right yeah <laughs> did she yeah. really die i don't want to have a spoiler but if you haven't read this yet yeah she we really should die at the end <laughs> yeah and i think the thing about the shorts is they're really artistically done they're beautiful music yeah. so there are a few in there that are a little Another one with a slavery theme um, that's a, also a little heavy. So anyway, okay. but that's a great, um, if you're bored of kids media, and I think we did an episode a few months ago about finding good kids media. So that was a good one. Um, oh, catchphrase. Have you played the game catchphrase? I have played the game catchphrase. Um, so in the board a, it's game? It's so easy. Well, I've played the one where it's like the little thing you pass around. Yes. So okay. there's an iPhone version. This is just if you're bored at a road stop or something. I don't think it's the world's best game, but mm-hmm. the, the app makes it really easy, and you just pass the phone around, and it buzzes. Oh, yes. So if you're not familiar, listeners, catchphrases where you are looking at a word, and you're trying to get people to guess that word but not say the word. Um, and there's a kid's version. So when you the I'll link to the app, but the app is called Phrase Party. It's like 2 bucks if you really want to buy the whole thing. Um, and then it has a kid's like version within that app. Um, and we had a lot of fun with that. And even at ages six and eight, my kids were told, they, they got the concept of having to describe something without using the word and the things 
that would come up were kid friendly and mostly things they recognized. So that was another really fun one. I mean, again, I don't think it's like the world's most fun game, but it was a great like boredom buster and all you need is a phone. So, so there's another game that, um, my kids have been playing like at, um, when we're waiting at a restaurant or something that's actually been great. Like if they have friends with them or what their cousins or whatever, and it's kind of like catchphrase, but in reverse. And I don't know the name of it. Maybe you do. Is it the headbands one? Is it like Yeah, they hold the phone to their head. Yes. I'll link to that So is that what that is? Okay. Yes. I think, and they might even be part of the same app bundle because the first time I played them was at my sister's bachelorette party with all the cool millennials who do things on their phones. Um, And I was like, this is great. And I was hoping there was a kid's version and there was, Um, but they might be part of the same app bundle or if not, I'll look up that. Yeah. um, It seems like essentially the same game, but just in one case, it's it's the person holding it that can't see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Both of those I think are, um, I don't know, I guess even though I do so much digitally with my phone, it hadn't occurred to me to do those types of games with my kids again, because they're relatively newer readers. So I forget like, right. Oh, if everyone can read, there's like a whole, a whole bunch of these types of things that we can do together. So those were fun. Um, yeah, that was my long winded. And then we came home from Tahoe. We were home for 24 hours and we drove up to Santa Barbara, which is where I grew up, where my parents um, have just finished the house that they built. So they moved away for almost 10 years and then they retired back there. Um, I've Mm. mentioned that a few times and, um, their house is beautiful. It's mostly, mostly done and uh, done enough to be lived in now. So, um, yeah, and we there. were, I told you we were kind of insta, insta jealous seeing some of the I know. Well, I was kind of insta bragging, but I, yes, you were, I, I was, but it's, um, <laughs> that's okay. They, it's, it's, it's very it's, fair. It's just beautiful. The, they've yeah. worked with really, um, my mom has a really good design eye and they've worked with really good designers. And, um, so I guess I was sort of insta bragging more about the design choices, not like my parents have this gorgeous house or I'm staying in this gorgeous house, but just it's just eye candy. It's home, home design eye candy. And I think they did a really beautiful job. So I did, I sort of insta, I insta bragged about that house, but yeah, I think with, with good, it was justified. It was justified. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that, um, we, yeah, we both got back kind of around the same time. And then how, what have you guys been doing since you've been back? Laundry. Yeah. For 10 and years. it's funny because I really did come home with like a lot of clean laundry. Um, but right after we got home, so we came home the third, we went the fourth, we just hung out at a friend's house and did like nothing. And yeah. the fifth, I went, I left again and went to the oh, podcast right. movement conference in Chicago and I was there till the seventh. Um, so, you know, John was home most of that time. And when I got home, I kind of thought maybe something would have been done. And <laughs> I, I don't know, I, I should, I mean, I'm always the one who unpacks for good reason. I think, I, I think I do a better job than he would. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I basically spent, he had his wisdom tooth surgery on Friday. And so he's been lying around just recovering. And I've been doing just mad laundry because by the time I got back, there was like another whole week's worth that had built up since Monday and suitcases just kind of randomly open. And I couldn't even tell like which clothes were dirty and which were clean at this point. So yeah. So I ended up doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Then we had to put, you know, the food, the house had been left. Yeah. um, just empty for two and a half weeks so that you know, we had to get food in the house and then a, a mouse decided to move into one of my oh, kitchen drawers okay. while we were gone and so I had to deal with that and so anyway it was just like a lot of just a lot of like catch up so now I feel like I'm fine like the house is clean yeah my laundry is done um I feel like it's you know we're recording this on Monday the, yeah what is it the 11th 11th yeah it's my anniversary tomorrow oh happy anniversary thanks so I'm ready to actually go to dinner for it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming John no, can I agree. This then. feels like the Monday of the first kind of normal week. 
We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Megan, one thing I love about living in the time that we do is the way technology is transforming so many areas of our lives, not just to make things faster, but also to expand access to more people. And I'm not just talking about meal delivery or transportation, but even like the way our kids learn music. Yeah, Sarah, children's music education does not always have to be left up to in-person classroom teachers or private instructors like it was when we were growing up. Our sponsor, Carnegie Hall Kids, is putting great online resources right at our kids' fingertips. Yeah, we've shared about Carnegie Hall Kids in the past, and they're really great educational quizzes, games, and videos for kids and families. But I'm really excited to tell everybody about their new Sites You Can Hear quiz. This is really cool. It's an online quiz you can do with your kids or they can do on their own, and it plays a piece of music, and then you guess what visual image or scene it sounds like. Almost like one of those inkblot tests, but for your ears. Okay, I really want to take that quiz. And a really cool thing is everything on the Carnegie Hall Kids website is totally free. Listeners, start the musical journey early and go to kids.carnegiehall.org to check out fun, child-friendly games and quizzes free. We Oh, yes. and I yeah, I forgot to mention. So we also got back. We drove back on the 4th. We were in Santa Barbara that weekend, but there's no way to get back for Brian had to work on the 5th. The Laker was doing a little camp. So we drove on the 4th. We didn't really do any 4th of July-ish stuff except yeah. drive home. Um, and then we so that then that was Tuesday. And then Thursday through Sunday, we had friends visiting in town. So we also like oh, did God. not have a normal yeah. week. Left. They weren't staying with us. They were staying at a hotel just right like real close by but still we were basically being tourists with them you know taking them to the beach and all yeah. that so I agree yeah. this feels like the Monday of a semi midsummer normal week um, I was gonna ask you what do you do with your pets when you guys go away so this time around we had someone who was gonna take moxie for the whole time and I mean the little guys like the let the Scotty cheese hands are hamster and I can't remember the lizard's name He's so Didn't you lose the lizard? Who was lost? Yeah, no, we the found him again. No, the hamster was lost. We probably lost the lizard too. So he's a he's a um, he's a tropical gecko, so he's really small. Uh huh. Um, and he just hides in his bark and stuff, and you can't okay. really take him out because he jump. He runs really fast and can jump. So he kind of just I don't know. Geckos aren't really very fun for me anyway. I like things that are soft and fluffy, and he's yes. not. So we just had people coming by to take care of him, and we were going to have Moxie okay. go to our neighbor's house, but she did not get along. Uh-oh. with one of their dogs, which which wasn't actually their dog. It was like a dog they ended up kind of getting stuck with. 
Okay. Um, so we didn't know until like two days before. So okay. the woman who she just came over and, you know, four, three, four times a day and took Moxie out and played with her and stuff. But I would, you know, it was too long. Like now in retrospect, she yeah. doesn't do anything. She's very lazy and she was getting taken for a walk, probably getting more actual one-on-one right. attention than she does at home. But I think not having people in yeah. the house yeah. kind of just made her sad and anxious and yeah. She decided to start peeing on the bathroom yes. floor, which yeah. now we have to kind of now not put any, um, we can't have any bath mats in there because like she's okay. used to that now. So yes. we have to keep the floor bare. I don't think she won't pee on the floor if there's nothing on it. Yeah. For some reason. But they um, do that when they're mad. We had, yeah. um, we, well, actually we had to put our dog to sleep sadly a yeah. couple of weeks ago, right before we left. Um, but the last time, yeah, she had, um, doggy cancer for yeah. a few months. So we knew it was coming. Um, but we had a similar experience the last time we tried to have just somebody come play with her a couple of times a day. I think it was yeah. also her getting older. Um, yeah. it was before, yeah, be it was before she was sick. It wasn't that, yeah. but just same thing. Um, yeah, she she's just her and it, it's, it'll work for like, you know, three or four days, but just, it was too long. I think she just yeah. got too anxious. And so we'll, yeah. you know, we'll board her in the future. The problem is she doesn't really like she doesn't love being boarded. I think she gets annoyed by like all the other dogs kind of, and now she's yeah. getting older. So she doesn't really love, you know, other dogs running around her and she gets kind well, of, I, mentioned, I think it was a whole year ago last summer of Rover.com. And I know you're in a small town, but, um, Rover oh, yeah, is for like, like a sitter for dog sitters and they can either come to your house or you can take them. And it's all user. What do you call that? Like, it's like Uber or it's like, yeah. just, you know, user reviewed. So people, you can see people's reviews there. Um, they're usually like approved or insured or inspected by Rover, or you can see mm-hmm. if they have been. Um, I've everyone I've talked to has had really, really good experiences. It's all it's really easy to book and to check schedules on their app or online. My yeah. sister and her new husband did just have a sort of horrific uh, experience with a Rover.com sitter. However, in Rover's defense, Rover was amazing about it. They gave them their money back, gave them a credit and took the lady like off their list immediately. It's a whole drama that I will not go into, but I think it was at least, you know, I mean, I guess there's a, there's always a risk when you're sort of doing anything like in the anonymous way, but um, we've had really good experiences and it's really easy to see like who in your area is a Rover.com pet sitter. So anybody else. I'm pretty sure care.com does that as well. I didn't know. Okay. For pets. Yes. I think you're right. For pets. Yeah. 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 So that's another, yeah. I think we'd probably just find a family that would take or someone who would stay at our house. Yeah. And luckily we know a lot of, you know, single people and, yeah. and often, and honestly now, you know, I mean, I don't know that our teenagers are going to always want to go with us. And yeah. so that's another option as well. We've, when we go on weekends, if Jacob yeah. stays home, he just watches the dog and, and it's her routine doesn't change, you know, yeah. and she likes that. So anyway, so, so what else? Maybe, yeah. I was going to say, what's, what's, let's look ahead a little bit. What's going on yeah. for the rest of your summer? You have an anniversary and a birthday this month, right? I do. I, my birthday, so my anniversary is tomorrow and my birthday is coming up in, uh, I don't know. It's on the 27th. So a couple weeks, I guess. Okay. Don't really have anything that's on a Wednesday this year. Okay. So I don't really have anything fun planned. Last year I went roller skating. Um, oh, that's right. On my birthday. And the years before that, it had always it had been on a weekend. So right. like I had three three we- uh, birthdays in a row where it was like a full weekend event. And right. this year it'll probably just be kind of boring. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, Are you guys going to Shakespeare Festival? Don't you usually do we're that? We're not this year because oh, okay. we're going up to the cabin in um, that we went to last year. Mm-hmm in the Upper Peninsula, and my sister and her family are going to come too. So we're just kind of, yeah, we'll do something with them. But we just, after this huge trip, which, by the way, was way more expensive than I had anticipated. It just, everything costs more than you think it will. Yes, yes. Every time we sat, and 
you know, we thought it'd be so easy just to find like casual restaurants to just sit yeah. down and, you know, grab it, eat like a cheap breakfast. And yeah. every time we sat down, it was like a hundred bucks. It was just yeah. no way. There's just yeah. no way to get away with it. Yeah. And it's vacation. I don't want to be. Well, and you know, somehow like, those little small town road stops, they know that you're, I mean, you yes. weren't the first tourist driving through. Exactly. So it looks like a truck stop. But we went to a place like that. The prices are jacked but it's up. Like, and, yeah. yeah, we had a breakfast like that in Truckee, which is the little town yeah. outside where we were. And it's a super cute old like West Mining town. And this place looks like, seriously, it looks like a truck stop diner in a very charming and like vintage way. And then you look at the prices and you're like, they're, tra- they're charging like LA prices for very mediocre diner food. Now, I love a good diner breakfast, but part of the reason I love it is that everything costs like three ninety five. Exactly. That's what <laughs> so I love. I you know, like you get a couple eggs. And, yeah. Right. No, I know. We had a, there was one place we went to in South Dakota. It was, it may have well have just called itself like last chance. Yeah. Like last chance restaurant because we were looking on my map and I was like, there's nothing. And I know that's, you know, not everything comes up on Google Maps, but right. nowadays, yeah, pretty much everything kind of comes yeah. up in some way. And so I was like Googling all the towns and like restaurant in this town, restaurant in that town. Nobody was open for lunch. And if we didn't stop at this one place, we were just going to end up like on the highway for three hours, not even on a high, like not even an interstate, like on a back roads highway right. for three hours right. with nothing bef- before we got into the uh, Minneapolis area with just nothing. So we ended up having to stop there and it was really expensive and it yeah. was basically like fryer food. All of it was yeah. fryer food. Yeah. It was like they had a couple fryers and they just threw a bunch of stuff in it. It was fun to eat, but I didn't yeah. want to spend and that you kind feel of like money. Doubly, you feel doubly dirty and guilty. It's like the cost, right. is, which is not worth like the taste of the food, which is not worth the calories. It's like exactly. A, it's exactly. Like a trifecta of exactly. Oh, that's funny. Oh, and Uh, and I guess my other piece of news is that I'm on the radio this week. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, So in our little town where we live, there is a, you know, the local radio station and, um, they have, they have some different people throughout the summer coming in as a guest, as like the guest co-host for the morning show, which is hilarious because I always like as a younger person thought I might like to be a radio disc jockey or something like that. And as it turns out, I don't really like getting up that early. And I don't like having to be in the same place every single day. Like, you have to be there. There's a lot of things that didn't work out with me in radio. But it's really fun to, you know, have this opportunity to do it for one week. So I did – today was the first day. And by the time the show is going up tomorrow, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we can actually even link to it. Yeah, we'll link to it. So did you know the main DJ personally before? Did you have any kind of rapport? We have t- – well, no, we didn't – we met this morning five okay. minutes before we went on. Um, we Facebooked a little bit. Okay. But we have a lot of connections in common. So okay. people recommended – a couple different people recommended me to him when he was looking for people. So, um, so yeah, no, it was – I mean, he was super e- – he's really easy to get along with and very personable. Yeah. And there's not – the thing is it's not like podcasting because everything is two-minute – clips yeah. you know yeah. so there's like you a lot I, of waiting you and around. i would not do well with that no we wouldn't be succinct enough um you know it was like he, we were kind of hanging out and then we both downloaded pokemon go because there's a lot of time to kill there's while there's okay. the music playing and then they have like the station news and then they have this you know like the sponsor stuff and right. so there was probably 15 times in a two-hour period that i was actually yeah. saying anything and yeah. it was for like a minute to two minutes at a time. Yeah. So the rest of the time we were just, I don't know, just kind of talking and hanging right. out and yeah, it right. was kind of fun. I got, to, I got to have like the screen in front of me where I could see the next song coming up. I didn't get to choose any songs. I think I might ask tomorrow if I can choose. Yeah. A song. I think you need to put in for that. Yeah. So once so, in a lifetime. That's I so. know. I know. But then it's like, what song do you choose? I mean, that's a big responsibility. So what kind of radio station is it? What, or what's kind of like, it, I think it's the, the slogan is like, 
today's great mix. It's kind of like top okay. 40, but yeah. e- easy to listen to top yes. 40. You know, yes. it's not too current. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you don't feel like you're behind the times if you don't right. know every song on there. Right. So yeah, oh, that's really fun. It's kind of the one that probably the younger people, but also like our age people listen to right. as well. Right. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so well, we have one more trip. We're going to the East Coast all the way to Rhode Island um, in a couple of weeks at the end of July. And that's Brian's side of the family. Um, and I talked about it I think at the beginning of the summer on this show it's a really it's a long day of travel but it is really fun and low-key once we get there um and another fun thing we've been doing this summer that I wanted to mention is um we divided up the weekends and are letting each kid have a date with one parent each weekend so there's only one oh, date nice. each weekend does that make sense right. not mm-hmm. yeah. so yesterday Allegra was Allegra and I up and we just rotated through we have three kids so it was like mom and Allegra, dad and Reed, mom and Allegra, and then mom and dad getting their own date. And then we flip flopped. So yeah, um, for eight, eight weekends. And it's really been, it's one of those things that like you read that that would be a nice thing to do. And I would always think, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, but I hadn't ever implemented it until it's kind of too late. And it's been really, really fun. It's allowed us to take the kids someplace where the other kids wouldn't have enjoyed it and where we would have been kind of frazzled. So I took Reed to the science museum and it's, I've been there before with the kids and it's always been stressful because they want to go in different directions and he's the one who's most into science. So he doesn't really get to do the stuff he wants to do. So I just took him. Um, and you know, Brian took Allegra to paint pottery to one of those pottery painting places. Again, a place that's not great to take a three-year-old. So that's been really good. I guess I just mentioned it because every once in a while, I, if I think ahead enough to actually make something like this happen and the kids have been really looking forward to it and it's cut down on a lot of like, Hey, can we go to this mm-hmm. place? It's like, well, why don't you choose that? You know, you have a special date with dad or with mom coming up in a couple of weeks. Why don't we do that then? Um, so yeah. it's been kind of like a win, win, win. Um, Allegra and I actually went to this really cool outdoor arts festival in Laguna Beach yesterday that I, I mean, I, I had fun. It wasn't just like me what? taking my kid. I know. <laughs> I know. I had fun <laughs> at a place where you're supposed to have fun. Yeah. Um, so that's been really good. And, um, and it's gotten two dates for Brian and I on the calendar too, where I'm like, okay, that's oh. our weekend. Better get a sitter. Yeah. So Oh, yeah, cool. it's, you not, know, it's I, not rocket science, but it actually, I actually got ahead of it this summer. It's been really special. And I don't, I thought about whether I'd continue and just keep alternating. And I don't think I will. Cause there's something about special, you know, of course we aim to have everybody have a little bit of one-on-one time once in a while, but something about the structured date seems really special for summer. So I don't yes. think I'll continue it. Well, I think we'll keep it a summer thing. I like that. You know, I, that's something that I, um, was better about doing for a while when the kids were like, when Jake and Isaac were getting older, I kind of saw the need to do that. And then it kind of fell off of our radar for a while. And I've been trying to be more intentional about, especially the older ones, taking them out individually because the younger ones, they get plenty of one-on-one time anyway. Like they'll, you know, Claire comes along, tags along with me a lot on different things and she'll be the only one or Owen will with John. But the older ones, some, you know, they don't always think to, they don't yeah. always ask to. And it's also like a really great way to get more bang for your buck because mm-hmm. especially as the kids get older, you know, none of my three older kids eat off the kids menu anymore. Right. And when we all go out to eat dinner together, it's like, only look at the sandwich menu. You yeah. Know, yeah. Nobody get a drink. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like we have to really, yeah. really kind of clamp down on what everyone can do just to keep the cost under control or like we'll never take all the kids to the 
real um the real movie theater we always take them to the one that's super cheap that's like half an hour away because it's a difference of probably fifty dollars but if it's just one kid it's not that big of a deal so that's you know if you want they want to order seafood or whatever it's it's one kid then it's you know jacob can order whatever he wants or isaac can so yeah it's kind of fun it's it makes it like you still get the same experience but you get a better experience but it's actually more cost effective in the end right right yeah and more focused yeah so that's been working well for us um yeah, so I don't know. I have a couple housekeeping before we wrap up, but do you, did you do we did we forget anything about I don't, summer? I, mean, I feel like I talked about myself for like forty five minutes. So I know we warned Sorry. people at the beginning. That's true. We did. I yeah. do feel like we recommended some good uh, media, you know, things to watch and listen and read. Absolutely. So there were nuggets. There were nuggets. Yep. And again, all of that we will link to themomhour dot com. Look for episode fifty nine. Um, a couple of things I wanted to mention before we wrap on the podcast, two things. One is that I have been wanting for a long time to put together a listener survey um, just to hear from listeners about, we, we hear from you guys when you send us emails and comment on Facebook, um, but we're always trying to tap into you know what people want to hear from us, what topics would resonate, how old your kids are, what phase of motherhood you're in, where you live in the country, kind of all of that. So I'm going to be putting together a quick and easy listener survey and I'm declaring it on the podcast in part to hold myself accountable. Um, But if you don't declaration, I know I am. If you don't (laughs) see it in this episode's show notes, look for it on social media or in your email. If you are signed up to receive um, emails from us. So, and we would just love it if you would fill that out. I will not make it very long and it just helps us continue to, refine what we do and get to know you guys better. So um, I wanted to mention that. And then also I have us slated in a couple of weeks, three weeks probably, to do one of our episodes about things we shouldn't have freaked out about, which is an ongoing series. We've had the things we shouldn't have freaked out about as new moms and we did a toddler edition and we're going to do a starting school edition. So whether your kids are starting preschool or kindergarten for the first time, or even if they're starting middle school or starting a new school, mm. um, we're going to do a things we wish we wouldn't have freaked out about or things we you know, maybe didn't need to worry so much about starting school edition. So if you guys have questions or things you are actually freaking out about, um, <laughs> if you have little ones starting preschool for the first time or kindergarten, um, we would love to hear those questions from you. You can email us hello at themomhour.com or you can call it in radio style by going to speakpipe.com slash themomhour and I will link to that. It's also on our web page and that's where you can record yourself asking a question. So and by um, the way, we I, love it when people do that. We love oh hearing gosh. your voices. It's so, it it's so much fun. Um, and I think listeners like it too because they're hearing the voices of other moms out there. Yep. Um, so call in a question or send us a question. If you are actually freaking out, we will tell you not to. Spoiler alert, we'll probably tell you not, not to worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> That's kind of what we do. It's kind of what we do. But yeah. um, there's probably things that what we do in those episodes is look back and kind of talk about the things that we think, oh, I, that's not such a big deal in hindsight. We'll just give you a whole big other list of things to freak out about. <laughs> it is totally so you just true. Change. <laughs> just transfer. If you would like to know what to worry about. No. Um, yeah. So I think that's all, all I got for this week. But um, do look for that listener survey and do send us questions if you um, are freaking out about your kids starting school and we will address them. We sure will. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. for the day. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.
The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of the Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. 